Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Paul Mancano, Bobby Blanco with the Masson All Access Podcast. Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing swell. How are you, Paul? I'm good. I am good. Uh, Orioles starting a four-game series with the Yankees tonight. Bronx Bombers in town. Bronx Bombers in town shortly after the Nationals were in town, and the O's were handed a sweep at the hands of the Nationals. Uh, Beltway series, first part of it, at least, going to the, to the Nationals, all three games. Yeah, it was... Um I think we expected the Nationals to win the series. They're the better team right now, and they're playing yep. better right now. Um, but I did not expect a sweep. I thought Bundy was able to get the win on, on uh, was it Tuesday, mm-hmm. against uh, Jeremy Hellickson. Now, Jeremy Hellickson has been pitching well for the Nationals, unfortunately, for O's fans who saw him not pitch well last year, of yeah. course, for the O's. <laughs> yep. But I thought Bundy had found his stride. Um, two great outings. I would see 14 strikeouts last week in Chicago. Yeah. But, you know, he just got bested, and um, the Nats offense kind of came alive. Um, the, surpri- the sweep was surprising. To say, to say the least for me. And um, but you know, you got four against one of the best teams in baseball right now. Arch rivals. Obviously, everyone hates the Yankees. Yep. Um, so it'd be nice to win this series. And you know, the Orioles were able to take three out of four in New York a month ago. So hopefully, they'll be able to do the same thing here at home. Yeah. And some of those games were quite exciting. One of them being the Pedro Alvarez grand slam in the twelfth inning that ended up turning that tide. The same play, same game actually that featured that Michael Givens amazing stop at home. Yep. Um, yeah. So hopefully, there were more exciting things. In in store for this series, but I'm glad you touched on Dylan Bundy because he's somebody who uh, I would say to start the year, especially considering that amazing opening day start, I think people tended to have higher expectations for him. He was thrust into the ace kind of role this season, uh, considering the fact that they were missing some, you know, that there was so much turnover with the starting rotation and he's just been off and on. He's been uh, very inconsistent. Part of it, I think, has been due to the fact that he's faced, you know, good teams one night and bad teams the next. But he has to get more consistent at some point, you'd think. Yeah, he started off the season really hot, really well, and um, he wasn't winning games. Obviously, we talk a lot about how pitchers' records don't matter that much mm-hmm. because they don't really show the whole story. Yeah, um, but outdated. He did de- correct, but he definitely should have gotten a couple of those wins to start the season. He didn't. Um, just the way that the rules are are, are uh, set. But yeah, and then he went through that tough stretch. I mean, he obviously didn't get out of the first or didn't give an out against Kansas City here at Camden Yards that one at that one outing, and that was kind of the low point for him. Um, I, I expect Dylan Buddy to have still have a solid year. I mean, he's just too good of a pitcher not to. He'll he'll figure some stuff out. Um, we saw what he did last year from start to finish. I think yeah. he tired out at the end, near the end of the season, just because it was his first full season yeah, as a starter. Exactly, people forget um, that. And so, you know, people, great, even the best pitchers have bad outings. You know, so it's it's something you just gotta shake off. Gotta have a short memory, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good stretch run. And you know, he maybe with that outing, and I think the outing before that aside, he can possibly be one of the uh, O's representatives in the All Star game. I think a lot of people, a lot of people who've watched this team over the first uh, couple months of the season would say his margin for error is a lot smaller than it might have been last season, uh, considering how poorly the bats are hitting. Uh, Look at that start he had against the Nationals. Gave up three runs in six innings. That's a quality start. Uh, And it's going to go in uh, as a loss. And it's, you know, wins and losses don't matter, but 
there just has not been the same amount of run support for any of these guys. It's not just Dylan Bundy or Kevin Gossman. For whatever reason, the, the bats have not heated up yet. Yeah, and that was, we, we've been talking about that all season long. It's yeah. like, this is kind of what we expected from those pitching staff, um, but not the bats. Like, yeah. They just have not – I think over these past three games against the Nationals – now, granted, the Nationals pitching staff is phenomenal, um, but, you know, obviously Max Scherzer going eight innings um, last night with 12 strikeouts. But then Gio Gonzalez and Jeremy Hellickson aren't, you know – they're top pitchers, so they're definitely hittable. Yeah. But I think they still only hit collectively. I think it was like 213 against the Nats hitting um, this past three games, and that's just not going to get it done. Manny Machado is still hitting well. Adam Jones is quietly coming along, along and having a little bit of a hot streak right now. But no one else has really stepped up. Mark Trumbo had a good um, couple of games when he got back from the DL. Actually, I think he had a good month of May. Um, but no one else. Yeah, he, had, he had about 300. Yeah. A couple of weeks yeah, that yeah. he came back. So, the, but the power numbers haven't been there. Right. Me, but, yeah. And hasn't yeah. really hit the home run. Obviously, Chris Davis is struggling, and yeah. everyone's well well aware of that. But um, again, we knew what this pitching staff was going to be. We knew it would take a while for Andrew Kashner and um, Alex Cobb to kind of get together and get going mm-hmm. because of their shortened springs. Um, and. Kevin Gosman's pitched well. David Hess has actually come along, been a bright spot. So we knew what this pitching staff was going to be. It's the best that have been in the real disappointment, unfortunately, um, so far. Yeah, and at that three-game series, first part of the Battle of the Beltway, uh, at Camden Yards, they scored two runs uh, in those three games, both of them coming in the second game, uh, the Tuesday loss, 3-2 loss. Just a Manny home run and an RBI double by Jones. Like I said, they were the only – they're two of the guys that are hitting right now. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you're definitely not going to beat – New York like that. Yep. That's not going to be enough. I mean, you can't be the Nationals like that. The Yankees score runs. It's it's going to be tough to beat them by only scoring two runs yeah. over yep. three or four games. So they're going to have to score some runs and get on base. And, and, you know, they like playing at home. I haven't checked the weather this weekend, but they like playing at home in warm weather. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will help them. Um, the dangerous part is is that the Yankees are the same way. You know, they play well in this ballpark too because it's a smaller ballpark. It's hitter friendly. And if it's warm out, you know, with guys like Stanton, uh, Judge, Sanchez, yep. that ball could fly out of the park. Yeah. It could be an electrifying series, but it could also get ugly real quick. Right. Too. We just keep waiting for the offense to break out at some point because you think at some point, given the amount of guys on the, that they have on this team that have the ability to hit long balls, that it would break out at some point, but it just hasn't. Not to hammer the point home too much about the offense struggling, but this five-game losing streak, they've scored a total of six runs. Uh, They scored nine runs back on May 24th, but that's the last time in the last two weeks that they've scored more than five runs. That's not good. Not good at all. Um, So hopefully they can turn things around. Let's shift over to the Yankees side as we talk about this. Uh, Yankees, when the Orioles took three out of four from them in the Bronx, that was a very different Yankees team than the one that we've seen now. All the pieces were still in, were in place, but they just weren't hitting the way that they are now. Now they're doing everything that they thought we we thought they would be doing. Yeah, they seem like a complete team. You know, the pitching is coming along. The bats, obviously, like you said, the bullpen is playing pretty strong. Um, they're emerging as probably one of the favorites in the American League. Yeah. We knew they'd be a competitor and, and compete, We, but I think most people predicted the Red Sox to kind of take the East, but I think now the Yankees are kind of flexing their muscle. Now, granted, the Red Sox are playing well, too, but but um, I think when on any good day with this, with this lineup, it just it could be a home run derby, you know. And then the pitching is strong enough where they can shut people down. And, and then once you get to Chapman, yeah. it's pretty much ball game. Yeah. So and this team is flexing their muscles and early too, which is a good sign. You want you want to win the games you're supposed to early in the season, so that way you're not 
catching up. Yeah, in and September you can't and August. you can't take any seat. You know, especially in this division, back right. with the Red Sox yeah. breathing down because they're going to be breathing down your neck the yeah. whole season. Yeah. Uh, Stanton right now, by the way, has uh, raised his average after kind of a slow start. He's hitting nearly 250. He's got 11 homers. Judge is up to 15 homers, hitting almost 300. Didi has 11 homers, and Gliber Torres just won AL Player of the, of the Week, hitting 319 with nine homers. Yeah, how about the young guys for the Yankees too? And they just sent down that other young stud who came up for a little bit um, when they activated Greg Bird. Yes. Um, yeah, I forget yeah. blank on his name right now. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not just the big names. It's the young guys too that are playing. This is a, a complete ball club. They're dangerous. They're good. Um, and the, the O's better watch better watch themselves this weekend. Yeah. It's going to come down to pitching, I think. If, if Well, that's not true because we just talked about how bad the, the bats <laughs> were. But, you know, if the pitching can give the offense a chance... I think those can be in good shape this weekend. But, you know, if it's one of those things where, like we saw a couple of times last year where, you know, you're getting to the third inning and you find yourself already down like 7 nothing. Yeah. With the way this offense has been hitting, you're not going to really have a chance. So yeah. it's going to be up to the starting pitchers to keep those in the game early. And, and hopefully the bats can, you know, find a good pitch to hit and, and convert. And you know what, Paul? We, we were blanking on um, Wednesday's finale against the Nationals. The O's actually had a chance to tie it in the ninth. And with Oh, you know, take away a blaze, base running blunder by uh, Craig Gentry, yeah. as, as um, and you know, that just killed the whole mood, killed the whole rally. It was just yeah. a terrible thing. You know, Buckshaw Walter hated to see that. Yeah, um, that's not going to go over well um, with him. Um, but they still had a chance. Yeah. So they're giving themselves a chance. Yeah. It's just a matter of can they convert it or not. That that was extremely frustrating because it was a base that didn't need to be taken. It You're not was, the game-winning run. You're not no. even the tying run. No. You need to be on base. The game-winning run is at the plate at that point with no outs. And lead. it was Manny Machado. Yes. It was exactly. Manny Machado exactly. at the plate. Like, that's taking the bat. Yeah. I mean, there was still an out to, to work yeah. with, but that's taking the bat out of your best hitter. Yeah. And so that was, it just, it just can't happen. I don't know what he was thinking trying to get to third that doesn't need to be there you a base hit you should be able to score from second you're a yeah. professional baseball player so you don't need to be on third your your run doesn't matter so the guys behind you and by you getting taken out now it matters because yeah. now at best they can only tie yeah and to be clear it wasn't a double steal he yeah. was just going no, by himself adam just stood there which yeah if it were a double steal that would have made a little bit more sense yeah. because you say you move both those runners into scoring position yeah but it, it wasn't it, well, the it other did not matter too, it's like all right if you're gonna do that and you get yourself out fine just go to like get out and at least let Adam get to second. Exactly. So yeah. a base hit still scores a run. Yeah. Adam couldn't get to second because right. he tried to go back. Exactly. And so it was just a bad play all around. I mean, yeah. it, unfortunately, that's kind of just how the way the Orioles are going this yeah. year. It does kind of the, I mean, it's just you have a chance and then it kind of just crumbles. Right. So that was a huge bummer to see for, yeah. uh, for O's fans. And complain all you want about the the bats. In that, That's one of those games where you weren't expecting to get many hits in, in the first place because Scherzer was on the mound. Yeah. So if you can pull out those kind of games where you know, you mount some kind of a rally in the ninth inning. You don't touch Scherzer, really, but you get to the bullpen a little bit. And Doolittle, the night before, had shown some vulnerability, getting some guys on base. But the again, the Orioles just did not, were not able to push the runs across. And credit to David Hess. He went toe-to-toe with the two-time defending NL Cy Young yes. Award winner yeah, and kept got him it. in the game. There's Yeah, like, there's I a mean, positive. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the Nationals. I mean, you can also check out our Nationals podcast episode because we'll talk about that plenty. The Nationals bat's not adding more, but, you know, he kept the birds in 
in the game and, and gave them a shot once they get with Max Scher, with a guy like Max Scherzer and a guy you know like Tanaka, Cece Bathia, David Price, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Chris Sale in Boston. Like those are kind of guys. Like you know you're probably not going to score too many runs off them, but you need to at least give yourself a chance. So once you get to the bullpen, you can maybe score some runs late and and, and then steal the game yeah. basically. Let's talk about David Hess because that has been definitely a bright spot for the Orioles. By the way, in his uh, four starts so far with the O's, he's two and two, three point four seven ERA and did look very good against Max Scherzer going up against, you know, the two time reigning NL Cy Young winner. Uh, he kind of held his own. He really has not been intimidated. He's just 24 years old. Everybody coming into this season talked about who could fill that fifth starter spot, given the fact that they need somebody and Tillman probably wasn't going to be long for that spot. And everybody immediately went to Hunter Harvey. David Hess, Hunter Harvey might come up at some point later on in the season and might still be good, but David Hess has shown the ability to take the ball every fifth day. Yeah, and Buck said he earned it. He's earned yeah. this spot. And, um, you know, when you brought him up, you kind of just giving the kid a shot, give him a chance, see what he can do um, on the on the mound. And he's proven that, he you know, he can hang in beer. You know, he had that great scoreless six and two-thirds the outing before the Nationals outing um, last night. And, um, yeah, he's only got ERA of three, four, seven, and four starts, which is impressive. Yeah. Um, and he's given the team a chance to win. And, and I think he's really impressed not only Buck Walter and, and the coaching staff, but, you know, his teammates. And I think these guys can go out there and believe that they can go out there, back him up, and go win a game when he's on the mound. Absolutely. So, Orioles beginning this four-game series with the Yankees. Camden Arts first game is tonight. 6.30 pregame on Masson. 7 o'clock would be the first pitch. Uh, hopefully the O's can uh, end this five-game losing streak and continue the success against the Yankees that they started back in April. Winning streaks and and how records aside, anytime we beat the Yankees is a good th- is a good day in Birdland. Yep. So yeah, hopefully they can you know at least split maybe. Yeah, uh, two out of two. That's that's. Two for two, I guess, or uh, would be a good way to go. But yeah. if you can win the series, that's obviously great. That's yeah. what you want. And then next after that, they go up to New York to face the Mets for a two-game series. So just hateable team after hateable team, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of hatred yeah. brewing. It's funny because the um, um, it's kind of complicated for us because, like you said, the Orioles are going to New York to face the Mets. Yeah, yeah. And the Nationals are hosting the Rays for yes. two games next week, so it's like they're crossing divisions. Yes. And um, well, it's, we we had a world's collapse quite a lot in the uh, you know in the past but, week with the right battle of the yeah Beltways. but I mean the Battle of the Beltway uh, <laughs> Battle of the Two Beltways there we go two yep. Beltways mm. Battle of the Beltways um, is all we, we expect that every year yeah. we're prepared for it. but now it's this is the odd year where you know the, the two East divisions play each other right. so it's not just they're playing the O's or the O's aren't just playing the Nats but they're playing everyone else in the East so that's why we get a little yeah. crossover and also the the Battle of the Beltways is not over yet it no we still got three more in D.C. In yeah, about a month away. Not even, a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, which should be, hopefully, the O's can get some revenge against their Maryland partners in D.C. The, I mean, the O's, I think I said it on our uh, episode with Sarah last week, you know, the, for whatever reason, the O's play um, the national really well. And, yeah. And um, they uh, just, this week, obviously, didn't go the way. And uh, I think the Nats are looking for their first season series win since 2007. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, hopefully. And the O's actually hit well at Nats Park, too. So, hopefully, back when they get there, they can the bats will be alive yeah. and it'll be a little more hot and humid and uh, it could be a it could be a good show that'll be a good show but first the show comes to camden yards yankees and orioles four game series starting tonight on mass and be sure to be sure to tune in also check out our podcast 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and also the videos going on on the Mass and All Access Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Bobby, where can I find you on Twitter? I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, where can I find you on Twitter? At Paul Mancano. 